Today is All Saints Day, and we're honoring and remembering some of the uh, folk that have passed away in the last year, and we're uh, setting time apart, special time during the service to do that in a minute, because um, it's really a difficult and hard thing when you lose somebody that you love, especially if you're close to them, and so we want to come alongside of those who have gone through that in the past year, and, and in any way that we can strengthen them and help them on this day that's set apart to do that. And, you know, loss is hard. This morning I want to talk ab about some things that we can do in times of loss, because even if you haven't lost a loved one in the last year, we all face losses of all kinds um, throughout the year, and the vast majority of us have experienced some kind of loss uh, in the last year. And, you know, death is a very, very painful loss. But there are also other losses that leave us wounded and sometimes floundering. And, you know, maybe some of you have lost a job in the last year or experienced the losses that come with an extended period of unemployment. Uh, maybe you've gone through the loss of a dream. You were moving towards something, working towards something, and then that fell apart. And then there's the losses that come with aging, loss of independence, uh, the ability to drive. I remember uh, my mom and dad having to take the keys from my grandfather. It wasn't good. <laughs> and uh, we can have losses that come with aging, loss of hearing, a loss of eyesight, uh, loss of a home that you've lived in most of your life, and you know those transitions to, to new places. Others may have experienced a loss of friendship. Uh, you thought someone was your friend and then they just walked away or there was some kind of riff and now they're not a part of your life anymore. Maybe some have experienced um, the pain and the loss of divorce or the secondary losses that go with that. You know, you had in-laws that you enjoyed that your ex-spouse doesn't want you to see anymore or uh, grandchildren or something along that line. Maybe you experienced the loss of of um, your belongings. You mis misplaced something or something was stolen from you or you had a fire this morning. Someone at Baseline said uh, their uh, mother-in-law had a fire and lost everything, but she, she got out alive. And so, you know, there's these kind of losses that we face all the time. We, when we all know what loss feels like. And later we're going to have um, the family stand as the names of their loved ones are read but um, just to see how loss impacts all of us, I wonder if I could get everyone who's experienced any kind of loss in the last year to stand, whether it's the loss of a loved one, loss of a friend, it doesn't have to be somebody that we're uh, lifting up today, loss of uh, any of those things that I just listed, maybe you lost a pet, or you know, grandchildren moved to another state and now you don't get to get to see them as often. If you've had some kind of loss this year, would you stand? Yeah. Big and small losses. Look around you. Yeah. It, we, we all know what it feels like to experience loss. Go ahead and sit down, even if you haven't had a loss in the last year. And um, we all have these big and small losses. And ever since the fall, <laughs> loss has been a part of our life. And, and the thing about loss is, that it brings out all of these kinds of emotions and, and uh, responses in us. You know, anger, there's sometimes guilt, and um, of course the grieving that goes with that. And, and often um, 
there's a kind of a sense of helplessness because you can't fix what's happened. Uh, most of the time you can't. And so then that helplessness ends up with also some feelings of some second guessing. Is there something that I could have done differently or should I have said this or should I have done that? And, and, and loss can lead to depression, fears about the future. Sometimes it feels like our, our life is just falling apart and we can lose hope. And loss can lead to spiritual crisis where we question God and wonder where he was and does he really love me and all those kinds of things. And since loss is such an undeniable reality, it's important that we know what God would have us do in times of adversity and loss. Because how we deal with loss will either send us off in a direction that will uh, eventually end up in other kinds of losses or will help us to be stronger and more grounded in our faith in Jesus Christ. So in your message notes, we're going to look at three steps that we can take in times of loss that will help us come through stronger and more grounded in Jesus Christ. And the first thing is to continue to trust God. Um, I've seen people who have gone to church all of their lives, uh, go through a loss, and then just give up their faith. Uh, for instance, at, at Comstock, the church, first church that I pastored, there was a family there, and their son committed suicide. He was 22 years old. And the woman was very angry, and she just turned away from God, turned away from the church, and, and everything. And she got into um, New Age religion and, and worshiping angels and all kinds of strange things. And then I just saw this pattern of other kinds of losses, you know, uh, because she didn't have her family grounded in, in the faith, and, you know, her kids started to get into alcohol and drugs and all kinds of things from the decisions that she was making. But on the flip side, I, I've seen people who weren't that connected to the church who go through a loss and turn to God in that and uh, believe that God can use it for good somehow in their life and, and, and seeing him do amazing things in their life as they trusted him uh, to work through that. So losses are painful and sometimes confusing, but if we'll continue to trust God and, and draw closer to him, then he'll help us through. And it, it won't always hurt like it does right now, and that's the second thing to remember in a time of losses, to do in a time of losses, to remember that the pain of loss is only for a season. Um, when we're in the midst of loss, uh, it seems like we're never going to be happy again. And the important thing to remember is that the pain only lasts for a season. And, you know, I, I was thinking about the seasons. Um, and we understand the importance of seasons in the natural world, right? I mean, the summer, the fall, winter, spring, they all have a purpose. And I think that there are a number of things that we can learn from the seasons that will help us to understand seasons of loss as well. And the first is that seasons all have a beginning and an end. There um, is a beginning and an end to every season, even seasons of sorrow. And we see this all the way through scriptures. There are scripture after scripture that talk about this. Ecclesiastes 3 says that there's a time for everything, a season for every activity under the heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. There's a season for everything. 
And um, then in Psalm 23, it's a psalm that we often read at funerals. And in that psalm, David talks about, he says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you're with me. And the, the, the thought here is that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, that we don't get stuck there, that that darkness and that pain uh, only lasts for a season. And then later on in Psalms, we read uh, Psalm 30, verse 5, and this is our memory verse, so if you'd read it with me. Psalm 35, Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Psalm 35. And the pain of and the hurt of loss is temporary. And that doesn't diminish the, the, the loss or the uh, gravity of it, but it gives us hope and promise that the weight of loss won't last forever, that, that it'll be lifted and we'll experience joy again. And the second lesson that we can learn from seasons is this, that you, you can't rush the seasons. Um, seasons are limited in their length, but we can't make them go faster. I, one thing I've discovered is no matter how much I wish you know, winter would go away and spring would come, I can't make that happen. I have to wait for the season uh, to unfold in its own time. You can't rush it. And you know, there are two Greek words for uh, time. One is chronos, which is you know, the chronological time. Uh, we use chronology, get the word chronology from, from that word. And, and this is time according to the clock, you know, whether you set it ahead or move it back in the, in the fall. It, it's dependable, it's measured, it's predictable. And, but the other word is kairos, which is um, used in Scripture to refer to God's appointed time. And we have to be patient with God's timing because we can't control his timing. And that means that we have to continue to trust and to wait on him and to let him lead us through in his time to the next season of our life. And so, you know, winter isn't over till it's over, but there are things that we can do while we wait. And one of those things is to do what's appropriate for that season. When, when you go through a loss, then you need to take time to grieve that loss. Don't rush on. Don't just uh, brush it off. I remember when my mother passed away, um, she died on December 20th, and her funeral was on Christmas Eve day, December 24th. I went to her funeral in the morning, had that and the luncheon afterwards, and then went to the church that I was pastoring in Comstock and preached the Christmas Eve service that night. And then I just went on with my life. And I would work during the day and go to Concord in the evenings and help clean, sort through her stuff with my brothers and sisters and clean out the house that she was renting. And I was going through another loss at the same time because of all that had gone on with my mom. Uh, I'd been working towards my elder's ordination working on this 50-page uh, thesis thing that you have to, have to write, and I had to set that aside in order to focus on my mother. So I, I had these double, this double loss, and by the time I got to February, I just hit a wall, and I was just emotionally empty, and it felt like my arms and my legs weighed 100 pounds, and I could hardly walk through the day, but I was determined to just keep going. And it seemed like, uh, you know, every evening I would come home and cry. I was just a mess, and poor Forrest didn't 
know what to do. He turned February into Valentine month. And, <laughs> you know, he would get, I'd get up in the morning and there'd be candy on my uh, seat or, you know, I think I got eight or nine Valentine's cards throughout the month. One morning I got up and he had cut out little, uh, from red and pink and white construction paper, he'd cut out different size hearts and they were strewn all over the, the furniture and the floor and it was just covered with these hearts and I cried about that and then, you know, but uh, uh, I just didn't feel God's love. I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel like praying, but I kept praying and I told God, you know, I don't feel your love right now, but the Bible says that you love me. I believe that you do and so I'm just going to go forward on faith that, that you do love me. And then over the next several weeks, um, I began to heal and, and get back on track. When, when you have a loss, do the work appropriate to that season. You know, deal with the anger or the guilt or if you have those feelings. Grieve when it's time to grieve, but then don't get stuck there. Uh, remember to move on. There, there's a purpose for every time, and, and there's a time to heal. There's a time for joy. And that's why it's so important in every season to do this next thing. And that is to prepare for the next season during the current season. Uh, I wonder how many of you are getting ready for winter right now. You're, right, you're, what was that? Bought a snow shovel, exactly. Getting your snow blower all ready to go and... Uh, we get our cabins or cottages or trailers winterized, right? And take the mower off and put on the snow blade and uh, all those kinds right now. And, and then once it's winter, what do we do? We start preparing for spring, right? Any gardeners here? All right, so January, February, you get out that seed catalog and you're going through what are we going to plant this year and getting the little peat pots and planting your seeds and getting your sets going, all those things. We prepare in one season for the next season, and, and that's what we need to do when we're in a time of loss and grief, too, is, is to allow God to prepare us for what he has for us in the next season. And here's the takeaway from to, for today's message. It's today's hurts can bring you to the threshold of something new God wants to do in your life. And, and we see this all the time, you know, Oh, that God uses things in people's lives for good. You know, mothers against drunk driving, right? Uh, she allowed God to prepare her in that time of grieving for, for the next thing that he had, that he wanted to do through her. God loves you, and he wants to work everything together for good in your life. And often he'll use the hurts in our life to bring us to that place where we understand the new thing that he wants to do in us and through us. So pray and ask God to help you prepare for that new season. And, and then the next step that we do in times of loss is to, to see, past, see past the present pain to forever gain. To see past the present pain to forever gain. Uh, try to see your loss from an eternal perspective. And, you know, losses are, are hard, but they are temporary and small compared to the eternal gain of spending eternity with our loved ones. And we see this in Scripture, 2 Corinthians 4, uh, 16 through 18 is one of my favorites. It says, Therefore we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, 
yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And I called the message this morning, On a Clear Day I Can See Forever. Because I think that even in the midst of times of grieving, we get these glimpses of heaven. You know, I hear people tell end-of-death stories and, and things like that that kind of give us a glimpse of, uh, of heaven or eternity. We have clear days or moments when we can see forever. And those glimpses help us get through in, uh, the really hard, tough times of life. Uh, my sister, my youngest sister, was killed in an automobile accident when she was 16. And I was 25 at the time. I'd never had a, a sudden and you know tragic loss like that. And I was just devastated. And I, I was really struggling. She was so full of life. She loved to sing. She loved Jesus. And, and then she was gone. And, and it just didn't make sense. And I was doubting God. And and this one particular day, I was really struggling. I was home alone, and I was listening to music. And I went out to get the mail. And as I walked away from the house, of course, the music is fading as I walk further away until I get to the point where I can't hear the music anymore. And I just uh, had this sense that God was speaking to me, and he asked the question, um, do you believe that the music is still playing in the house even though you can't hear it? And I, and I said, I know that it is. And then he said, do you believe that Becky is still alive even though you can't see her? And it took me a minute, but then I said, I, I know that she is. And, and that was one of those seasons, one of those times when God just used that insight, gave me that glimpse of forever so that on that clear day I, I could see forever. And in, that mail, in the mail that day, I got a card from one of Becky's friends, and I had this poem on it that kind of confirmed what God had just said in my heart. It's um, the poem, The End of the Road. And it says, When we feel we have nothing left to give, and we're sure that the song has ended, when one day seems over and the shadows fall, and the darkness of night has descended, where can we go to find the strength to valiantly keep on trying where can we find the hand that will dry the tears that the heart is crying? There's but one place to go, and that is to God. And dropping all pretense and pride, we can pour out our problem without restraint and gain strength from him at our side. And together we stand at life's crossroads and view what we think is the end. But God has much bigger vision, and he tells us it's only a bend. For the road goes on and is smoother and the pause in the song is a rest, and the part that's unsung and unfinished is the sweetest and richest and best. So rest and relax and grow stronger. Let go and let God share your load. Your work is not finished or ended. You've just come to a bend in the road. And the invitation that I extend to you this morning is to let go and to let God share your load. And as we come to the communion table after the service of remembering, I would invite you to pray before you come and to thank God for carrying you this far. Ask him to carry you 
uh, through whatever you're going through right now and to help you to prepare for the new thing that he wants to do in your life in the next season. Would you pray with me?